Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast by Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver's Sports Travel. I'm Ben James and tonight I'm joined by our two rugby writers, Simon Thomas and Andy Howell, and they're fresh back from the Principality Stadium, having watched Wales comprehensively beat Scotland in the uh, opening game, 34-7. Well, nobody saw that coming, apparently apart from Mr Gatland, who um, told us after the game he thought we'd win, he thought we'd win comfortably, and he was right. Um, I think I spent most of this week being unclear in my own mind who was going to win, thought it was going to be very tight, maybe one score game. Certainly didn't see 34-7 coming, but very, very glad to see it. It was uh, it was good fun, Andrew, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, I I thought Scotland would uh, would uh, would win, but they were shocking, uh, as bad as uh, you know as I've seen really. Uh, but you got to give credit to Wales. Wales did a, a job on them. Um, the mid- Welsh midfield defence was very up quickly, cut off Finn Russell's options, and uh, I thought he tried to be too flash at times. Made mistakes that spread to the rest of the team. Wales repeatedly kicked long to Stuart Hogg, inviting him to run it back. Chase was excellent and organised, and again, he didn't have anywhere to go. So, uh, what we found then was Scotland didn't have a plan B because they haven't got the power in their forwards to truck it up. Yeah, it was, it was a fast start for Wales, wasn't it? You know, we, we soon found ourselves 14 nil up and. 12 minutes, I think. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a shock to the system, wasn't it? It was interesting. I was listening at halftime. Martin Johnson, former England captain, was um, on the, one of the TV pundits, and he described that first twenty minutes as like the Wild West, and it, it was certainly breathless stuff. I've, we've certainly had lots of games in that stadium. I've not known uh, a more, you know, incredible opening twenty minutes to a game there. For, well, possibly ever. It was it was absolutely breakneck speed, breathless stuff. You couldn't take your eye off it for a moment. Summed up for me by Wales's first try. Gareth Davis intercepted the pass from um, Ali Price, and that came at the end of about four minutes of ball in play. You just don't see that in international rugby. Uh, really was amazing. and uh, It was a fascinating first half, because if you look at the stats, I think Scotland is something like 56% possession, but they just weren't able to make anything of it. As Andy says, there was, there was no cutting edge to them. They were very lateral, and I think Wales knew that was coming. Yeah. Just gave them, allowed them the width, using the touch lines and extra man, just waiting for them to make mistakes. Too lateral, too many mistakes. Whereas in the first half, Wales took two of their big three chances. You know, could easily have had another great try with just the one pass going, uh, not going to hand for Steph Evans. And in the second half, well, to be honest, Wales took complete control and could have won by a lot more. If you look at that, like Wynne Jones scored a try, I thought which looked you know, a good try to me. There was the drop pass for Anscombe when he was going to be under the posts. It could, hey, that could have been a 50-pointer. You know, and uh, really, really was a dominant display from Wales, increasingly dominant as the game went on. I yeah, think. what I was pleasing about is the fact, of course, Wales without so many first, uh, first, well, previous first-choice players, you know, Absolutely. missing eight, you know, eight, eight or nine uh, nine. Uh, of those and the guys who came in uh, really did well. Thought uh, Reese Patchell, he brought something else to the uh, uh, to number ten. His probing, playing heads up uh, rugby, testing the Scottish defence, tried to make some uh, uh, some breaks, sort of made their defence honest. And of course, he was putting the ball. His passing, uh, you know, he took, you know, he's playing pretty flat. And his passing, he's putting people in the holes as well. So Wales had runners coming off him. I thought he did really well. I think you made a good point there. If you look at it, I think it was seven Lions missing, other players missing as well. Uh, and because of that, people were really sort of questioning Wales' chances. 
but the people who've come in. And what was good for me is that it was kind of unsung heroes, real regional stalwarts, regional regulars of the years who had to bide their time. You look at it, Shingler, he spent three years in the international wilderness. Josh Navidi, four years in the international wilderness. Corey Hill, not hugely heralded. You know, Mike Brian of Driscoll said he famously didn't know who he was when he was called up on the Lions tour. Apatchel has waited his turn. These guys have waited their chance. You know, to bide their time with some questioning, can they do it in the big stage? Well, they, they've, they've taken their chance and answered that question absolutely categorically. They've really stood up. Now, if you look, not just them, people like Wynne Jones coming off the bench at a big game, newish faces, Elliot D, first act he did, was to flick the ball out the back. Talk about the confidence of youth. It was that kind of day. Well, when you've got Samson Lee flicking the ball on in midfield, you know you're watching yeah, something well, pretty the special. Yeah, well, it showed as well as Wales, in fairness to him. They have worked on their handling skills, and they're trying to do more with the ball and get the ball to do the work. And Corey Hill is a perfect example of that. When Wales should have scored that other try in the first half, he was heavily involved, him and Rob Evans were heavily involved, involved in that moment, some great skills handling. And then for Lee Halfpenny's uh, first uh, try, Corey Hill at first receiver, at the near, the, yeah. near the try line. What have we seen so often in the past? White line fever. Guy gets the ball, he tries to go himself, yeah, runs into all defenders. What did he do? Pass out the back. Exactly. The pleasing thing was yeah. when when players and particularly forwards made a break today. It's they had the the awareness to slow down and find support, and we we haven't really seen that today. Was effectively the fruition of what the Australia game could have been in the autumn. I think if you look at it, I think wasn't it um, Townsend came up with a stat, but Wales have been passed more than any other side. Today, the passing had a real end effect to it. They were yeah. keeping the ball alive. Now, we have to question, say, start, ask the question, was that Scarlet's rugby or so out there, Andrew? Well, some of it was, wasn't it? Really. <laughs> All I, the points came from Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, but then, of course, they're confident. They took that confidence into the, onto the international stage. And, uh, you know, and it was great. And they went in with confidence. And, uh, and they were, uh, you know, they, they think they can take on the world. And uh, it showed, and today they did a, a, a great job. You know, players like Lee Halfpenny, you know, he's been into doldrums internationally perhaps uh, by his standards, but today, you know, he's got, you know, that's, his goal kicking was absolutely flawless from, yeah. from the touchline, right between the sticks. You can see he was back to his uh, best, and he scored two tries. People have criticised his attacking game in the past. Yes, he may not set the world alight, running the ball back from deep, but very often he does get into position in the three-quarter line. But what 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 hadn't been happening before was people weren't passing the ball, so he'd be there, but virtually unemployed with other people. Well, today of course they passed the passed the ball, and he had pretty two clear runnings, didn't he? He also he was heavily involved in the last try from Steph Evans. He got the one long pass, then looped around to support after Shingler and Avidi into past. That was a lovely try. You know, even like yeah. Owen Watkin came on, flicked the ball at the head. I didn't see him come on the field. You know, it's, but what I like about it now is that you have. It does seem that you've got a group of players. Even though there's players missing, you've got players coming in who are buying into what Wales are now trying to do. Yeah. You've got to give credit was due to. I mean, talk about the, you know, is it the Scarlet Trophy? You've got to give credit to Gatlin and his coaches. Oh, have, They've delivered yeah. a display to you. They've yeah. delivered a performance. And Andy, you, I'll say this: you came back to the office a couple of weeks ago, so you spoke to Gatlin and. Uh, he said how confident he was. He, he was. he was confident that they were going to do a number on Scotland all well, along, wasn't he? But well, he did say. Are you he did say. say it? <laughs> I will say it. He did say we're going to batter him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've got to say yes. He predicted it, and uh, even though Wales have since they, since he said that, they suffered a few more injuries, and he uh, he has delivered the goods. So, I, suppose, uh, I suppose what it does show is this whole thing he's talked about looking to develop strength in depth through to the 2019 World Cup. We're now seeing the fruition of it. We saw players. Well, yeah, hang on, it's a start of the process 
No, but in terms of the depth of players available, there's been times in the past where if we lose six, seven players, we don't feel that confident about the ones we bring in. Now there does seem to be a group of players well, who uh, do have the ability to step up to the international stage. That's why all these injuries are actually good news for Wales. When you, if you're looking at specifically at the 2019 Here's World a question. Cup. Here's a question for you. Yeah, it's a blessing, yeah. isn't it? Here's a question for you. If everyone who was injured was fit tomorrow, how many would, them, would you bring in for the England game? Well, I think Wales played that well today. You're going to have to stick with the same team. So George North is fit now. I wouldn't start with George North. Liam, Why? Liam Williams might be fit. Because they've hardly played, haven't they? They haven't played, so how can they be match fit? What is is fit now? Fit and being match fit, isn't it? If they'd been on there at the start of the day, they would have been gasping for breath because they wouldn't be used to uh, playing at that speed. You know, we're talking about the first ten minutes. It's, it's an interesting so, point, isn't it? And of course, and I thought Josh Adams, yeah, the debut yeah. maker today, did well, solid. He defended really well. Not just that big hit on uh, Ali Price. What I like about him is, like Halfpenny in defence, he gets in the right positions. And he kicked that good really, good reason, kicked that really strong. He looks like a guy who knows exactly what he's doing. I was also really pleased for Steph Evans. It was a hit and miss autumn for him. You know, Caught out a few times defensively. But today... He didn't hide, that's what I liked about him. After a bit of a chastening autumn, you could have seen him stand back. From the start, he was looking for the ball, made more metres than anybody else, 114 metres, did really well um, for his finish, a really great acrobatic finish. finish. And of course, it was his flick on, I think, the half penny second try. So yeah. lots of pluses, well, he, he, lots of pluses yeah, in his he column. He can play international rugby, didn't he? Because after the autumn, there was, it was I, doubt. I, I, so I think these guys are deserving of another goal. I wonder if North will come in to start a trick. Yeah, but George, George, I wonder. But what about his defence? Defense. His defence is not great, is it? Let's face facts. It's been proven over the years. It's not. It's not very fantastic, and he hasn't played much. You know, you'd be taking a huge punt playing George North mm. when, uh, and of course, England would subject George North to a barrage of cross kicks. With Steph Evans and Josh Adams look pretty good under the eye ball. Uh, I, both of them. I think it's probably more likely he'll be on the bench. I maybe, think in play, maybe in place of William Watkins because he's got he can play centre as well. Yeah, yeah, but George, George, George North has still got a lot to prove. Yeah, you know he's had a, problems, hasn't he? The last few years, concussions, hamstring injuries, knee injury, and yeah, he, you know he needs to get back and prove he can do it all over again. I like the um, I like the centre combination today as well. It was unfussy, but just did things well. Um, Parks put Steph Evans in. You know he's not the quickest player in the world, but he makes good decisions. He, and his timing's good. His timing is good. I thought Scott Williams was a bit of a glue there as well. It, it's a nice combination. Of course, it does help because as you as you said along, you've got this nine, ten, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. You know, from the scars, they know what they're doing. It must have been a big asset and big help for Patchell today to have you know experienced men inside and outside and help. Yeah. What, what what was pleasing is rather than trying to run run through or over the top of people, Wales are beating were beating people today by letting the ball do the work offloads yeah. offloads before, you know before contact whatever look at Alan Wynne Jones how well he played today uh, I mean he has developed in fairness to him but the game has changed a bit the last couple of years he has developed this game he's, you know, over the last couple of years which shows you ne- you're never too uh, too old to learn uh, new things and his, uh, his passing game he's worked on that worked hard on that and now his running game has improved because he's hitting the ball a bit wider but he's also it's all about timing and people putting the ball into the gaps, and he's hitting those gaps rather than just in the past. You know, he'd be stood off as the first man, taking the ball static and getting stopped. No, he's looking for holes to it. Going back to the centre partnership, what was really pleasing for me today watching it back was in, in the autumn, we were so obsessed with first receiver, second receiver with Owen Williams there. 
today you had Patchell, Scott Williams and Hadley Parks all capable of stepping in at first receiver and distributing the ball. Uh, and and we saw patterns of play that were more like the Scarlets. Uh, there was a move, I think it was around the 60-minute mark, and it resulted in the ball being held up. But Patchell was popping up around the 13 channel with Parks at 10. And it, it's just that sort of ability to move around and, and try different things in the back line that we haven't really seen with Wales before. That was the pleasing aspect today. You saw with Patchell as well, the fact that he's played a lot of rugby at full-back. There were quite a few times he was dropping back, almost alongside Lee Halfpenny. Yeah. So, so people have said, oh, well, Halfpenny fields the ball at full-back. There's not a great attacking option. We know all the other strengths of his game we've talked about. If you put Patchell there as well, at times you've got someone else who can run the ball out as well. And if he's very comfortable uh, coming from deep and linking up with people... And what I really liked about Patchell today was like for someone making his Six Nations debut, he just looked really, really comfortable. Well, he's such, he's such a confident, confident, yeah. such a conf- confident bloke, isn't he? I'm really pleased for him actually because you know he made that decision to leave Cardiff to go and play the Scarlets because he wanted to play at ten. He's gone there, he's done it, he showed his form, and he's earned this place. Got the opportunity to play as injured. Really, really pleased for him. Yeah. What also as well is Wales double deck try going today. On their average for about 20 17 played 20, uh, scored 20 tries in 11 fixtures in 2017, an average of less of, 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 of two per game. Today they scored four tries. And could easily now, have had more. Aren't could have had more, could have had six tries. Um, you know, so I think credit's got to go to the outside half. He's yeah. the on field tactician, the general, and uh, even though Dan Bigger's got a really good kicking game and is a good boss and general, uh, I don't think Wales missed him today. And I think they offered a lot more in attack. With, uh, well, the thing, he, he spooks defences, Patchell, because there were a couple of occasions where he, where he went for the line himself. He did, and yeah. Very close. And that affects people because you're not quite sure what he's going to do. you know. And he's just making the right calls at the right time. Hey, we don't want to get carried away because, as, as Andy said at the start, that was pretty poor from Scotland today, wasn't it? Now, obviously, they were made to be poor by Wales, who worked them out to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, Wales as well. Let's yeah, get, you know, Wales as well were so physical up front. Wales had them in the up front in the... Uh, uh, line out to put pressure on him. Well, scrum was on top of it, even though there wasn't really that many scrums in the game. And uh, at the breakdown, Wales did a good number on him. I thought well, well, that's, that's worked the, so well. The interesting thing, isn't it? Cause if you think back to last year, Hamish Watson absolutely killed us at the breakdown. Today, he couldn't get a sniff. And he, John Barkley only got a penalty I, around the sixty-fifth minute I, mark. I, I thought our clearing out was excellent today. So there wasn't the opportunity for the likes of Watson to get the ball. And also Barkley was getting on the wrong side of the referee twice. He you get did. the impression maybe one of the Scarlet's players had tipped because it was fascinating. Because basically, what he seemed to be doing, Barkley. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but he seemed twice to do Barkley for going beyond the ball, not like, supporting his body weight, and then like, scraping. Yeah, back. yeah, the hands, the yeah. hands, the hands go down, now, and then he Barkley, goes back. Barkley does that a lot for the Scarlet. Yeah, today, now he was laid down. He might as well be on a stretcher. He was that horizontal. But you know, and and he lost his head a bit, and he gave us two vital penalties away just after half time when he went from fourteen nil to twenty nil. You know, if Scotland scored first in that second half, it would have been game on. Yeah. It was uh, an area going into the game. I I, I wondered about because Watson it was so effective in the breakdown last year, and Barkley's very effective there as well with the Scarlets. But they were taken out of the equation by some very aggressive clearing out, and also you have to say. You know, Davidi, we've seen him play so many different roles, but today, when it really matters, over the ball, two, had the jack, two, two crucial massive. breakdowns.
touchdown penalties he won under his own post. So those were big moments in the game. Um, you know, I think he made 17 tackles as well, Navidi. Uh, I think his combination with Shingler, I mean, Shingler is, is, was imperious at the line. He gets up so well. He's the go-to man there. He, he carried, he tackled. It was a Shingler's shift today. It was absolutely outstanding <laughs> for him. And I thought he was the deserved man of the match. And it's great because he's, he went through a tough time. He, he was out for the best part of the year, remember, with concussion issues. Yeah. Three years out with Wales. He's come back. He's He's, he's come ex- back stronger. Come back stronger, consistently. Yeah. His consistent. is more yeah. effective. Very, Plus, very he doesn't run in. Another one, he doesn't run into people so much. He offloads before contact. Mm. And he's, you know, he's intelligent rugby player, isn't he? Mind you, I disagree with you. My man of the match today had to be Lee Halfpenny. Two tries, 24 points. What have we got to say about I that? I thought he was excellent. I just think overall, when Shingler's name came up as man of the match, I sort of nodded and said, yeah, I agree with that. I thought Corey Hill was excellent as well as he was yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, you can pick a lot of them. You can. The interesting thing, from good thing as well, was that because the, um, the game was pretty much won by 60, we were able to, it would freshen things up, give people a chance. Um, Moriarty, obviously, was quite quiet, but he's got a game under his belt now. Yeah. Interesting to see, what, what, do they stick with that back row? Yeah, probably. Go with him. Because size, he does, isn't it? Yeah, go with the size. Yeah. Uh, and Wales also got a bonus point. That's done uh, underestimated. First, that, first ever bonus point for Wales in the Six Nations. Yeah. 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 What do yeah. you think yeah. England will be thinking having watched that, Hunt? Well, they got a game, they'd be thinking about their match against Italy tomorrow first, wouldn't they? Good answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, however, um, uh, England... I don't think Eddie Jones will have any. Uh, they won't have any fears about Wales. In fact, this win now will make uh, Jones will be pleased. Wales have won by so much because it'll put his players right on their metal for that uh, game. Wales face a tough task up there. Uh, uh, yeah. It's not a mission impossible, but let's face facts: Wales are going there as underdogs. The other thing you've got to say: there's that 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 game that was a fantastic start of the championship. You know, neutrals watching there. It's a Brilliant. big opportunity. People watch rugby, don't watch it that much. They'll have enjoyed that. It was free flowing. It was exciting. It was quick. And it was really, really encouraging. And uh, they can move on now, and they'll move on with a lot of confidence. I get the impression, looking forward to England, Eddie Jones will not be surprised by anything that happened today. Because at the Six Nations launch last weekend, he said he could not get the hype around Scotland. They just play side to side. And I think today we saw that, didn't we? Well, they were very lateral. They had no ball carriers. They had nobody crossing the game line. I think the one, they, they badly missed uh, Dunbar in the centre. Yeah. He's a quality player. I, I didn't think Chris Harris... They really got a selection wrong, didn't they? Chris he, Harris, he should have started with uh, Peter Owen. And, uh, and, and Hugh Jones at 13. And, yeah, and Hugh Jones was more effective at uh, uh, 13. And I didn't think the winger, McGregor, was up to it either. Ali Price didn't so. have the greatest game. Um, a couple of steps. You know, he's really... Gareth Davis picked that pass all day long, yeah. uh, and I think we were talking about it earlier when we because you've got this sort of confidence in half penny at full exactly. You, 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 you've got people like Gareth Davis happy to step in. You would say let's take a hat off once again to uh, Sean Edwards because that was an excellent yeah. defensive. Just the one lapse right at the end. The line speed was good. They put pressure on Finn Russell and didn't they? Put pressure on Scotland's ball carriers. Option, you know, and uh, that. It all st- it all stems from you know set piece and defence, doesn't it? The scrum got increasingly solid. I was very pleased to saw us putting so much pressure, jumping against the uh, the Scots when a couple of uh, steals off them, putting them. You know, it spooks it spooks your hooker, doesn't it? When you've got people really jumping in and targeting, and that was good. And the defence was good, and we've had that for a lot. What we had today as well was a cutting edge on top of it. It wasn't a perfect display, but it wasn't too far short of it. Exactly. That's that's the thing. That another thing that was pleasing is. When Scotland attacked, it, it was very much one-up runners, one option. Yeah, but when Wales attacked, there were three, four forwards, and we haven't seen that. 
really. In the autumn, it was one, two options. To be honest, it was 15 man rugby. It was. It, it, really, it, was, it, it was like a throwback today. I didn't know what was going on. You're you having people done for crooked feeds. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Wales scoring tries, running the ball. It was hems and arias being sung. It was like in the 70s again. Pricey sat next to us. Graham Pricey must have been loving it, you know. But even he was like raising his eyebrows at some he of those, was, those was crooked feeds. It was quite funny. It was the very first scrum of the tournament, Indeed, wasn't it? Pascal could say, your very first hang scrum. On, hang on, Talk about crooked feeds. He did feed it into the second row. <laughs> but I got the impression, because it's, it's been a diktat, hasn't it? Yeah. They're going to clamp yeah. down. It was always going to happen. It was quite funny because after that, there were a few more into the second yeah. nobody thing was given but messages sent out hey listen it was just a really really enjoyable day I thought yeah, yeah set wheels up for the rest of the championship now and it beat England and it's potentially championship decided with Ireland well we've watched Ireland against France and uh, you know remarkable drop goal by Johnny Sexton how many phases the last 40, the 41 phases 41 phases and how many metres 40 plus is that right? the greatest Six yeah. Nations drop goal and got to be I would have thought right you know? up there that was yeah. 45 did you know Gara dropped one against Wales though? to win the, to Grand, win the Grand Slam, Slam as yeah. well yeah. as well so that's you know it's up there with that 2009. I think this was longer mind 45 metres got great lift on it as well, wasn't it? They looked, yeah. they looked absolutely <laughs> crestfallen, the French afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, it was. So uh, that set the championship up as, uh, as well, hasn't it? Great, yeah. you know, great start to it. Um, yeah, so it's uh, Wales, you know, we could take a lot out of that uh, match today. Just need Italy to beat England now, isn't it? Perfect weekend, isn't it? Yes, it would be. Well, it's gone against, well, it nearly went against <laughs> the bookies in two games, didn't it? Actually, yeah, Ireland came back, but yeah. Um, so, let's be honest. The way Wales play today probably won't do the job against England is with them. Uh, Gavin Henson seems to think, on, think so on Twitter. He's come out saying that England won't be able to live with Wales's pace. Interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so how, I, I how, how, will, how will Wales do the job at Twickenham? Well, the interesting thing is to see if they've got anything different they're going to come up with for that game. Yeah, but there's no point Wales getting into an arm wrestle with England and no. Twickenham, is there? Because, no. you know, England will want him to go into an arm wrestle. Watching that today, increasingly as that second half's going on, the way Wales want to play, I think a lot of it is based on confidence. Clearly, from what Gavin has said, there was a confidence in the camp that they could win this game today. Yeah. But what's happened is the way they won it, with the use of the ball, playing the kind of all-court game, the 15-man rugby, they want to play a ball-handling game. They've now got confidence they can do that. You've got a bit and, of, it's and a they bit, also have players in the team that they can do that. And you've got the yeah. feel of it that when the Scarlets went to Bath, they had the belief they could do what they were going to do. I think this Welsh team will go to Twickenham, uh, a ground where they've had decent success as well. Yeah. They will yeah. believe they can go there and they will have the confidence in the way they want to play, which is an attacking, ball-in-hand kind of style. And you, know, you saw it with the Scarlets. You, know, you can be a very good opponent... But if it comes off for a team looking to play that way, it's really hard well, to well, stop. Yeah, it came, really off, hard. it came off for Wales today and nothing came off for Scotland. There's a difference. Because they were key. both, they, you know, in that first half it was like watching sevens, wasn't it? Yeah. In Scotland's case it was like watching sevens without any finesse. But if you look at it, until 77 minutes, Scotland, I thought, only had one really big chance for a try. It was just right at the start when Gray went charging through it yeah. and he broke Gareth Davis' yeah. tackle, didn't he? That was, after that, they didn't really threaten no. I suppose if you are playing devil's advocate further, you know, these Wales-Scotland games do always tend to throw up big scores. You know, I think yeah. Wales have averaged 3.7 tries under Gatland against Scotland. So four tries today isn't really out of the norm for these fixtures. 
Yeah, that that's that is skewed mind by that uh, fifty. Yeah, Joe Hogg's record. I think I think more than the number of tries will scored. It's the way they, they scored, scored the tries yeah. today and the ambition and the they just as they just look now more so than I can do remember you know, in the Gatney, like a team that's comfortable across yeah. the board. Do you know what? They actually look like today. They look like more like Mike Reddish Grand Slam winners of two thousand five. How they used the ball. Space, but space. with probably a, a stronger set piece than Wales. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it does all good, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's the other pretty thing is how often have we seen Wales score maybe one, maybe two tries early on, and then let the other team back in because they don't really like that pressure of yeah. being in front. Today they just kept the kept ticking over and just pulled away like South Africa in the autumn. They started as fast as they did today and then just let South Africa back in. The other one today, we haven't mentioned, I thought, again, had a really good game with Rob Evans. Oh, yes. He just offers up so much. He's like another playmaker up front. He's so, so at ease with the ball. He just makes good calls, links up really well. Uh, he's, uh, I think he is really developing into a top-class international player. Yeah, it's Gaz Davis as well. I think he deserves a bit of uh, credit. Uh, not indeed to score... Um, Score that try, but uh, his general play has got a nice, more balance to yeah. it now. You had his own run today uh, with the ball. You know, he's content to give it to Pacho. Pacho, they've obviously got good understanding. And I think he's a far better player, uh, Gareth Davis, when he does uh, play perhaps with a bit of uh, restraint and maybe saves uh, when he tries to make a break, saves it for when there's actually a gap there rather than just uh, you know running Yeah, into I people. think we, we see more support lines rather than. Uh, sniping from Gareth Davis now, don't we? And that's yeah. that's a good thing. What I liked about him today is he had a dodgy start because he kicked the ball out on the full yeah, right at the start. Then he got handed yeah. off by Johnny Gray for the But he, you know, he really came back into it. You know, got himself going again with that interception try. Yeah, and and you know, we were saying beforehand, you know, although it's a blow losing Reese Webb to the injury, it was going to be a tough call at nine anyway. There's a quality player there in guys. Quality, quality. That was his tenth try for Wales today. That's a pretty impressive track record. That is. No other scrum half has scored more tries since the start of the World Cup in World Rugby than Gareth Davis. He's uh, a real predator. Where'd you get that stat from, Ben? Oh, you know me. I, I go digging. For, I go digging for these stats. You carry on. Just feed them to us. <laughs> I'll try my best. Um, oh, where should we go next? Where well, we go next to Twicker then, Benjamin? Are you coming? I'm not, no. Oh, uh, home duties, Danny. I'm, home duties. I'm, stuck, I'm stuck in here, I believe. It's, uh, it's a place... Are you going to manage the podcast? I believe you'll be under Matthew Southcombe's. Uh, what? He's, he's not getting off the job, is he? <laughs> he is. Twickenham now has been a place of happy memories under the Gatlin period. From the very start, that's where it all began, oh, 2008. Eight. 12. 2012, uh, the Triple Crown game. Obviously, the World Cup victories over England. You know, uh, into in 2015, it, it's a place that Wales won't have any fears about. I, you know, it's interesting. Gatland has clearly, clearly felt. You know that Wales have been unfairly or unduly written off. I think he's quite. He's he's revelled in that. In way. He he's used it because when he you know when he was asked about the bookies odds in 15 to 1 he said good odds you know yeah. and uh, you know, he, yeah, yeah. he clearly you know he clearly felt that wills are being uh, you know under uh, underrated Isn't it good to see that he has got his small job back definitely he has uh, got a real enthusiasm for it this season yeah that's to be because of you know the feats of, the, of his lions last summer you know and of course yeah. the other thing is uh, there weren't that many Scots on the Lions tour, but there were lots of English people 
and he will have learned quite a few things about those English players, which he could be useful going into next week's game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you know, going back to that first win at Twickenham, two thousand and eight, it was a sort of similar scenario in terms of team selection. It was thirteen Ospreys, wasn't it? And you saw you saw that confidence come through in the second half, the, the belief in, in the teammates. And if we go there with ten, eleven Scarlets. And up, up against it against Eddie Jones' team, that could prove crucial, sort of in the last quarter or so. And it's yeah, yeah, I haven't said that, mind. That's England got a really strong bench. Yeah, you know, that is one of their strengths. It's, yeah, Eddie but Jones as Gatlin said today, I mean, I mean, they had thirteen Ospreys in two thousand and eight, but it, you know, it was that was a starting point, man, because Gatlin didn't really know the players. The difference of the ten Scarlets today is that you've got a group of Scarlets who've done really well in Europe, and I think that confidence that's come from that from that success they've had in the Champions Cup has stemmed through. Gatlin said today that you know, often in the past they've almost had to try and put regional rugby to form to one side and start again. They've been, this, they've been able to carry on in the crest of a wave now and that I think has got through to the other players and there is a real, real bounce and a buzz about this Welsh squad. I was at the team run um, on Friday um, before the game. I had a chat with Aaron Phillips and Rob Howley just in the sideline. You could sense from them, you know, they were talking about how good training had been. You know, players had come off the field at the, at the one at the Thursday training session and said they, they couldn't remember a slicker, more effective, uh, you know, training run. So everything that they've said has come right. They've delivered. They've taken what they had in regional form. They've taken what they had on the training field, and they produced it on the big stage. And they've beaten Scotland thirty-four-seven. That's sad, really. Yeah. Enough said. Which is probably <laughs> <laughs> as good a segue to finish the uh, the podcast. Yeah, we're yeah. all dying to go home. But um, before we go home, we will finish with I guess some predictions. I'm not making no. I'm not making a prediction. Oh, apologies. Now until it's a bit I see early. England play Italy tomorrow. We can save the predictions for the podcast. Of course, in we, got, a week. we got a midweek one. And we? hopefully, Ben, oh. you, you you'll you'll be on our podcast before uh, Mr. Southcombe drops you off. It. We'll see. Wales name their team on uh, Tuesday. I don't know when we name our podcast team. That'll probably be Tuesday too. So yeah, that's all for the podcast tonight. Um, you can catch all the latest news and reaction from Wales's fantastic Six Nations opener uh, win on Wales Online.